0: hi Chris Harrington, and Aaron Courtney, three broads, bringing you stories and strategies exploring manufacturing topics that challenge the status quo while laying the foundations for future success. Together with special guests, they'll celebrate what's working and unpack what is not, so you can learn, grow, and succeed. You want to learn more about your hosts? Make sure to listen to episode one.
1: Thanks for listening in. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to give you a quick backstory to this show. Chris, Aaron, and I recorded a mini-series on my show, Social Capital, and named it Manufacturing Mavens. After recording this three-part series, we decided to start our own show, which is what you're listening to right now. This specific episode is part of the three-part series originally recorded. I hope you enjoy it. Hey everybody, Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. LinkedIn is the channel that you're gonna find me on the most though. Make sure to send a note with your connection request that references Social Capital. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping you best understand your customer. Check out more at KeystoneClick.com. All right, today's episode is part two of our three-part Manufacturing Mavens, a broadcast miniseries. I've got two guest hosts with me for this miniseries, Chris Harrington and Aaron Courtney. Part two is going to be guest hosted by Chris Harrington. Chris is the president and COO for Gen Alpha Technologies. During her time with OEMs in the mining industry, Chris and the other founders of Gen Alpha saw a need to find a better way for B2B manufacturers to do business. This led to the development of Equip, an e-commerce, e-catalog, and analytics solution for manufacturers and distributors who want to grow their business online. All right,
2: Chris, why don't you take it away? Thank you, Lori. Happy to be here. Let's start the show with a quick introduction of our hosts. Erin Courtney is VP of Digital Services at Earthling Interactive. Erin loves watching programmers work their magic, opening up the possibilities of the internet to small and medium businesses with powerful websites and custom software. Calling herself a digital empathy practitioner, Erin is determined to help clients move thoughtfully and compassionately into their digital future. Lori Hybee is a podcast host, speaker, educator, and founder of Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency. Using her vast multi-industry knowledge gained from experience and education, she has the ability to see the potential of greatness within the already established good of a business. Through strategic actionable moves, she has worked with Fortune 500 companies such as ABB and Syngenta to micro-business owners to help them achieve their marketing goals. Lori carries her energy and drive into her professional engagements in order to empower and educate other fellow lifelong learners, just like we are. So ladies, thank you uh, for being here. It's such a pleasure. I love you girls. Um, This is great. So uh, let's get started. You know, as a former leader... In a global manufacturing organization responsible for growing equipment and aftermarket sales and now a leader of a digital e-commerce company, I'm often reminded how much things have changed in just the past 20 years. I mean, I can remember when I was so excited to get a BlackBerry phone. Remember those? (laughs) (laughs) This was so that when I was traveling to remote mining areas and arrived at my hotel, I wouldn't have to hook my laptop up to the dial-up hotel internet connection just to check my emails to make sure I didn't miss anything important before going in to visit my customer the next day. It was so much faster to check them from my BlackBerry. And for me, this was roughly 2007. I don't know if you guys have similar experiences, but certainly that that memory just uh, struck me as how simple. Simple, it was a time as compared to what we have today. Sure, yeah, sure.
1: It, it's definitely changed significantly now.
2: <laughs> it's hard we, to even
3: remember.
1: We have our phones, but we still plug in the laptops when we get to the hotel rooms.
2: <laughs> at least there's Wi-Fi now. We don't have to. Yeah, wifi. there's Wi-Fi. It's a lot easier. Uh-huh. So yeah, if we fast forward to today, now if a manufacturer were to roll out an e-commerce solution like the one offered by Gen Alpha. If I were still that same sales leader visiting my customer, I would be able to stand next to their machine in the pit of the mining operation and pull up a full product bill of materials, identify the products from a 3D interactive drawing, and then add them to a shopping cart and send a quotation all from a smartphone or tablet. The customer experience opportunities are incredibly different today for those manufacturers who are ready to make the leap into digital self-service. And this is just one example of the type of digital services available. This takes us to today's topic, manufacturing and digital transformation, where we're going to talk about manufacturers and their journey toward digitization. So to set the stage, Erin and Lori, I would like to hear how each of you define digital transformation for the manufacturing industry. I personally know sometimes this term can seem very daunting to manufacturers. So for the purpose of this podcast, what does digital transformation mean to you? And Erin, I thought we would start with you today. Thank you, and thank you for that
3: great introduction, Chris. You know, this is a question I think about a whole lot, and uh, one thing it always goes back to is business goals. Your business goals should define your approach to digital transformation. In manufacturing, I see a couple things that, that really sort of define digital transformation. and the first is digital transformation as cultural transformation. So opening the business culture to digital tools, be it in sales, operations, production, um, is is a cultural change. And so the digital transformation has an impact on, on everyone and how they identify as part of the organization. The next sort of component of digital transformation is maintenance or growth strategy for your business so tools like e-commerce which you described so well erp automation are becoming sort of the the oxygen of business all businesses and manufacturing is is no different so to breathe to grow it it can't be ignored digital transformation is going to be
2: foundational I love what you say about cultural. I think that's so true, uh, especially to, to get adoption and truly move forward and, and achieve the goals that you're talking about uh, that cultural ha- that culture has to come with it. Yeah. You think, Lori.
1: Well, that's a hard, hard one to follow because <laughs> you did such a great job, Aaron. Um, and I resonate with all of that, everything you said, and especially the cultural component, because regardless of any transformation that you are incorporating into your business, um, you gotta you gotta get everyone on board, and it's sometimes very challenging to do that. If this is the way we've always been doing it for the last you know forty years, and you're you're trying to teach an old dog new tricks, as that yeah. that phrase goes. Um, But I, I like to, I guess, compare it to what manufacturing has been doing already with regards to automation and robotics and creating efficiencies in their business. And I think there's no, it's no different when you're looking at other segments of the business, such as, you know, the marketing, the sales and the communications and that relationship and that nurturing. And it's just taking that, that transformation or that evolution of what's happening and and applying it to different segments of the business. You mentioned ERP systems, which is really taking all elements of your business and and combining it into one extremely useful, solid digital tool and resource. But the critical component of that is that adoption of getting all components, all, all, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the different business units on, on board with how to use that component and that tool or whatever the tools are, you know, if you're looking at marketing automation, you need the sales and the marketing team working together on the same page. And, you know, it's really maximizing the relationships and, and, you know, COVID taught us real quickly that you can have relationships that aren't in person shaking hands and that you can still nurture and create new connections. And, and I think that's allowing to create, um, it's opening the doors for a lot of people, uh, these old dogs I would say <laughs> I don't know if that's the right way to say it yeah, that's, this is the way we've you always done you know about old dogs right Lori <laughs> don't, don't you have some, a couple of I old dogs I home? have a 16 and a 17 year old oh doxies oh they're gosh. adorable um, maybe that's why it's on my mind right <laughs> <Maybe. now. laughs> are you teaching them how to zoom oh, but, I mean they, they've definitely had had their appearances yeah <laughs>
2: No, that's great. I I love, you know, tying in that for so many years, manufacturers have been using automation and they've been been doing it uh, to innovate and make sure that their products are relevant uh, for what what their customers need, but also what the world needs. But I think there are so many uh, other layers of the business that now can benefit from digital. So I think uh, you tied that together nicely. Thank you. Um, Next question. I know there have been numerous articles written about this, but I'm curious, based on each of your experiences, what do you think are the three most important reasons why manufacturers need to be prioritizing their digital journey? Uh, And Lori, I'll start with you on this one.
1: Oh, man, it's hard to pick just three. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'll start with something that carries over from the last Last question, which is that there's efficiencies are there just like in the machines and the equipment that's in, it's the technology um, that's in the plants, there's efficiencies in leveraging the digital tools and resources out there. And, and, you know, my strength is more that, well, we're all in that marketing and sales side of things, but really maximizing and and shortening that life cycle and making it easier to have those conversations with your, your clients or your potential clients. Um, so that's the first one is efficiencies. First off, the second, I would say is, and this is more on the marketing side is this next generation, the current generation is online. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where your next client is hanging out. You know, they're not, they're not going to answer the phone. They're not going to um, show up at a trade show. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. But I think trade shows are more of that nurturing opportunity. You know, using SEO, which is you know, search engine optimization, making sure your website's getting found online, leveraging social media to tell your brand story and, and creating efficiencies around that is going to help you to continue to find that next client. And the third thing that I think is, is the most important, actually, out of all of these three is that your customers are expecting it. They're expecting to have a conversation on your website using a chat feature, you know, they're expecting to log in to place an order online, you know, and just repeat that order and not have to have a conversation or get an instant quote or whatever it is. And and if your customers are expecting this, you have to make this transformation. Mm-hmm.
2: I really like that. You know, it's so funny because I think I'm sometimes a mix of old school and new school. Um, (laughs) That's probably the Gen X in me. But uh, (laughs) I love to just pick up the phone and talk to my team. I don't slack with Slack message. I use the telephone thing and I call people so that I can talk to them because I don't want to write it all out and have anything be misleading. But at the same time, in my own personal experience, if I'm having a problem I expect to go solve my problem with a company online. I want to go find the answers. I'm looking for the, you know, all these tools that we invest in as business owners and operators. uh, You know, sometimes we have an issue with them and we go online to solve our issues. Mm -hmm. We're not expecting necessarily to talk to somebody. So there are all these different levels of ways in which we use uh, and expect to be able to communicate with the company. What are your thoughts, Erin? Well, um,
3: I kind of, I tend to be like, a, I think like a, a mile high, you know, so my response to three reasons that digital transformation is important are kind of more in the oh big picture kind of thoughts. Um, first is attracting and retaining a workforce. And the reason there is, Again, younger generations, like Lori pointed out, they expect and anticipate a digital forward work environment. And if you can't provide that, that's not going to be appealing to younger people. And we all have heard about how um, workforce um, attraction and retention is a big issue in manufacturing. So digital transformation, not only for the functional parts, but just again, going back to that, that cultural idea, demonstrating that you're digital forward as an as a company or as an organization next is it's just modernization I mean we don't weave our own baskets anymore you know it's time this Mm -hmm. is what we're doing you just got to get with it we're not horse-drawn carriages you know (laughs) we're digital that's what we are folks so it's time to get there um (laughs) and then the last one I, I I think this is not spoken about enough is is pleasure and freedom I just um was in a webinar the other day where he's a, his name is um, Scott Brinkman. He's a marketing technology guru, and he is so excited about the future and technology and what it can do for us. And in his perspective, if we can lean more heavily on digital tools to do sort of the mundane things for us, it can open up all these possibilities of creativity, of moving ahead, of uh, offering us time to do the things that we really love and care about and value. And I think it's going to require, you know, this is sort of a utopian dream utopian dream. But if we're going to get there, that means we all have to participate and contribute to digital transformation, not just wait for it to happen, because then that's something that's
2: happening to us, not something that's happening with us. Oh, great point. And I think uh, many manufacturing organizations that, you know, I've had the privilege of working with, it does take somebody who says, I'm going to lead this, even though I'm a, a bit uncomfortable with it, because Oftentimes uh, digital is just not something that manufacturers are comfortable with, but somebody's got to step up and say, I know I'm looking around and we're not comfortable, but we've got to go here. So great point. Yeah. So the world is a bit of a crazy place right now. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges manufacturers are facing today that might be preventing them from moving forward with digital opportunities? So Aaron, we'll start with you.
3: Well, this is where I'm going to get a little controversial. I think one of the biggest challenges is rigid industry leadership that is not really helping lead us into the next era with digital transformation. I see folks like small shops doing the heavy lifting, people like Matt Goose and Eddie Saunders. These are folks that are getting young kids excited about manufacturing by meeting them where they are. And they are doing that heavy lifting. And I'd like to see more of that from industry leadership. So it's a little bit of a prescription and also a diagnosis mixed in together. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's a good one, I, I can tell you that I had the privilege of working for a leader that gave his team a lot of autonomy to be successful. Um, there was the pressure to do well and achieve the goals, but how you determined you would get there, uh, he was uh, you know, freely open to allowing teams to hire the talent, try the projects, do things differently. And uh it changed my viewpoint of how things can get done. And I, I think you need more leaders at the top who are are willing to do that.
3: Uh, yeah, you do. Cause it's important. It's not just a luxury, it's critical for the whole sure.
2: industry. Mm-hmm. Sure. Lori, Aaron, what
1: do you think? Yeah, Aaron, I just got to say, I love your perspective. You just have such a different angle that you come in at things. And I, I'm looking at like, how I'm going to answer this. And then you just come in like totally different angle. And I love <laughs> totally. it. I love okay. it. That's, 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 <laughs> thank you. This <laughs> is it, great. Um, I was thinking from obviously a totally different perspective that you were. And, and I think part of the challenge is that to some extent, um, it's cluttered. There's a lot of information coming from a lot of different directions, and there's you don't know where to start. And I think there's also this fear of the unknown because it can be a big investment and and you know, I, I know that these manufacturing organizations, when they invest in a new piece of machinery, they have so much confidence that it's going to produce a certain volume of new business for them and they can get so much work done. But when they're making this investment into this unknown territory where they've got, you know, they don't have their historical references for themselves to have confidence on how it's going to improve their business. They're really just trusting kind of someone else's opinions, but there's opinions on all different spectrums and there's all different ways to tackle this. So I think that's where there's a lot of uh, hesitation and reservation to move forward, in in, in my opinion.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, I, I have to say I love both of your answers. You know, when I when I was thinking up the question, I was thinking about things that are happening right now with supply chain issues and sure. challenges related to getting resources, which I think when companies get caught in these urgent times where there's a thing happening all the other projects get delayed or stalled or don't move forward. But I love that you brought in these bigger perspectives that that are not just what's necessarily relevant today. These are things that have been happening for a while, and they will continue even past the supply chain constraints and the the hiring constraints that companies are having. So thanks for that. Um, If you could offer One piece of advice on how digital can help solve the challenges preventing companies from moving forward. What would it be? What do you think, Lori? Well, to to solve
1: the the problem based on how I answered the last question, (laughs) I would say I think you need to start. The manufacturers need to start having the conversations with those that are actually doing it right now and start asking some intelligent questions to build their confidence and really just get that conversation going, which is what we're doing right now. And then really, I think um, they have to have true curiosity into this topic in order to have any movement going forward and helping them solve some of these bigger issues, where which you know, digital can do so much and solve so many problems yeah, it it is an investment time and a financial investment on the front end, but the long end return is significantly outweighs any, you know, current hurdles that that someone may be having right now. So my, my very simple answer is to start talking about it and start asking the Intel start asking questions.
2: Yeah. You know, that that's a great um, point. And I'm going to talk about something that's really relevant. Just came up with our team this morning. We were You know, our our sales team was questioning if we should change something because we have the ability to, there's a call to action on our own website that says um, request a demo or contact us for a demo. And many of the conversations that we really need to start with manufacturing companies aren't leading with a demo. It's really a consultation. So they were thinking maybe we should start with a consultation so that, we are talking. And it's to your point of talking, Lori. And I find often that manufacturers get a little nervous when you use the word consultation or mm-hmm. consultant, or because they have these experiences and that term carries a lot of weight. But in reality, a discussion is what needs to take place for them to get comfortable because often just seeing a demo, a demo, right? It tells you what's possible out there and it does hopefully get you dreaming. But often what we really need to understand about your business is what's going on now. What are the problems you have to solve? How can we help you? Is our solution the best or uh, is something Lori offers better? Is something Aaron offers better? That's probably going to take us into our next podcast series, but uh, but, uh, anyway, uh, great thoughts there. Great thoughts. Say, I, I just have a thought for you
1: and, and it kind of goes to your website challenge right now. Yeah. Um put a button that just says ask us a question. I like it's not, it. a, it's not a consultation. It's it's opening the door to let them reach out and ask a
2: question. Ask us a question. Great. to See, even I'm gathering so many insights <laughs> from this. <laughs> uh Aaron, what do you think?
3: Well, um, So I'm thinking about uh, getting pretty specific here. So um, a a challenge that keeps folks from moving forward. And I think I'm gonna name that challenge as uh, thinking that you're locked in, sort of a rigid mindset whether that's before you get started with the technology or you might even be mid-technology. And so that brings to mind this example of somebody that we worked with, they had a platform. It was a transportation management system platform that they were using, and it it just kept not being the right solution for them. Over and over again, they were running into roadblocks and barriers. And they asked us how we could help them. And we said, well, you know, actually, you can make your own. And I I think you might even save some money. Okay, sure. Let's try it. Well, not only did they save me money, they ended up making six figures from that platform because they were able to then sort of rent it out to some other folks as well. So just knowing that one of the great things about digital transformation is the flexibility, is the ability to name your own solution, which can be daunting. I totally get it. But if you keep that in mind, that you should ask for what you want, you should know what you want and ask for it, and not be just sort of led along by the nose, that will help you really
2: move forward. Yeah, such a great comment. Um, I always like to uh, also add that it's iterative, right? So what you think you need today And what you decide today does not mean you can't change it two years down the road, three years down the road, or just keep making it better. The key is to start, right? The, the key is to start. Exactly. Well, the and I, key... I, I,
1: I'm sorry. Go on. Go ahead. <laughs> Please. I was, was going to say, I love that you say, ask for what you want, because um, I, I know Aaron and Chris and you know all of us, we have these conversations and we actually can then fuel additional ideas that, of things that they didn't even realize they they not only wanted but needed in their business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it, it's good to have a starting point for that conversation
3: so- yeah it's it's one place it's just sort of the, one of the most important paradigm shifts with digital transformation is that flexibility and that's really hard at, at, at first with DOB2 I mean I, I still cringe a little with my updates you know, when the whole update thing started, I was like, what? Because I'm old, you know, that was new for me. But now I understand that that's, it, it's that iterative mindset that Chris mentioned. And what that provides is just opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. But you you have to get yourself in a place of comfort with change,
2: ultimately. Yep. All right. Well, before we wrap up, I, I was hoping that both of you could kind of share you know, with this manufacturing community, some of the services that you offer today that could potentially help them get started. Uh, Erin, you want to start with that one? Sure. Thank you,
3: Chris. So uh, once again, we're Earthling Interactive. So we do take that consultative approach, which, yeah, can seem off-putting at first, but what that allows us to do is that we are adept at starting where you are, where our clients are. For example, so many manufacturing websites are frankly terrible and they're out of date, um, but you can actually accomplish a lot with just a, a website refresh and not just because of how it looks, but it, it can function and be a very powerful tool for you in your business. So we can we can start there. Let's just get you a new website. But we're also great at um, modifications and fixes. For example, if you're running a technology that's falling short of your expectations, like that example that I mentioned before with the TMS system, um, or like, let's say you've got a time tracking system that isn't conforming to your business model, uh, we can help it get there. We can help do those tweaks and those modifications so that you have a tool that really works with your business and um,
1: helps you accomplish your goals.
2: Great, thank you, Lori. How about you?
1: Love it, Erin. You guys do some really cool things. Um, So we are Keystone Click. We brand ourselves as a strategic digital marketing agency, and what we're doing is really focusing on our clients, customers. So you, the manufacturer, you're trying to get new customers, and we we get inside the head of your customer and really figure out what is that customer journey, what is the pain that they initially have. Um, how are they searching for that pain? Because people don't know what the solution is right away. They know what the challenge is that they're facing. And then how do we position you and tell your brand story in the digital space so that you are positioned as the expert to solve the problem that they have? And we do that by conducting research on your customer and then building a full strategic plan that's focused on helping you achieve your business goals um, and then we support the implementation, and we, you know, we do websites as well. We manage your social paid initiatives, um, anything under that digital umbrella, with with your business end goal in mind.
2: Wonderful. Chris, what about you? Whoa! Uh, well, you're not supposed to turn the question around. I'm you're sorry, wondering. but. We're, we're,
1: we're, <laughs> You know, standing on pedestals, so you need to get that
2: opportunity as well. Come on up here. us (laughs) get up on stage with us.
1: Get up on stage.
2: Yeah, I think the best way to describe, you know, what the Gen Alpha team does is really equip manufacturers uh, and distributors with the tools, services, and advice that they need to sell their products online. So um, we come with real world experience. The founding members of Gen Alpha all worked in manufacturing and we truly believe that there was an easier way of doing business with a manufacturer. So we've been in the shoes of our customers trying to satisfy uh, their customers and grow business at the same time. And we believe that uh, in coordination with our clients, we keep building upon our already solid foundation of helping them to keep delivering better solutions year after year. So um, we truly love working with the manufacturing industry, and we want these people to be relevant and successful into the future. And I think what I would say about all of us and all of our companies is that we do care so much. If, any, if you were to work with any one of us, you're going to have a trusted relationship where we're going to be honest with you about your business, how we believe we can help you. We're going to offer you alternative solutions. But the, the, the true intention around everything we're doing is for the greater good. So it's a pleasure to uh, be the interviewer today. Thanks for this opportunity, Lori.
1: Oh, you killed it. You knocked it out of the way. You nailed (laughs) it. All right, well. Awesome. Part two of this series was transformational. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so nerdy. Okay. <laughs> so if you've enjoyed what you heard, definitely chime in for part three. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to part one, you'll want to take a listen as we dove into social selling. Part three, we're going to be talking about co-opetition versus competition. So you we all just described... What we do, and and there's a lot of crossover. But hey, we're we're hanging out together on a podcast, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Um, if you're interested in learning more about uh, strategic digital marketing, definitely reach out to me. Uh, you can contact Chris for manufacturing e-commerce solutions, and go ahead and reach out to Aaron if you're interested in some con- consulting services for your manufacturing company. We've got some great offerings specifically for our listeners. You can find out more information about the offers and all of these hosts at keystoneclick.com forward slash mavens. All right, this wraps up our episode of Social Capital. Thank you for listening in.
0: This wraps up today's broadcast. If you're looking to shake up the status quo at your organization or just want to connect with these broads, visit mfgbroadcast.com. Contact Lori Hybe for your strategic digital marketing initiatives. Contact Chris Harrington for OEM and aftermarket digital solutions. And contact Aaron Courtney for web-based solutions for your complex business problems. We've got a great offer specifically for our listeners. You can find more information about the offers and your hosts at mfgbroadcasts.com.